Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me as always is my co-host Trevor Stores of Full Press Coverage, Rest of the District, and of course, right here on Football Garbage Time. How you doing, Trev? Uh, I'm doing How are you doing this evening, my favorite? I'm doing awesome. And I know you are probably half asleep because you've been so busy recently. Um, but I understand Skybar has been just bonkers over there. Oh, yeah. It, it's been, yeah, also is correct. October is a crazy <laughs> month for us. Uh, college and university is that family weekend, alumni weekend in October, so Brilliant. all to the wall. Sure. Well, even with all that bonkersness there, you found time to get your Nike on. Uh, I saw that you got some new Nikes on Twitter, man. So they look pretty hot, but what's the deal? What's the, what's the occasion? You're just treating yourself? Yeah, I am treating myself. It's kind of a self-appreciation, congratulations gift I gave myself for opening a bar. I've always dreamed right. to have these pair of shoes. I sound corny, but they're a little bit above my price range that I would pay for a pair of shoes. I find it easy. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I found a deal, found a nice deal, and all this other stuff, and finally said, you know what? Just do I'm going to do it. So yeah. I it and I did it. So that's I right. Have a pair. I, have a, I have a low pair, low version pair, too, with some uh, thanks pin material on them, so that's pretty cool. So. <laughs> that's I awesome, man. Wait, pairs. so I'll be honest, man. How many pairs do you actually have? I mean, uh, like, how many pairs? Of, of these dunks, these are my first two pairs of dunks, but of shoes, uh, over 20, at least. 20? All right. That's, okay, so that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Oh, um, no. It's and, point having, like, 50 pairs. You only wear one yeah. pair at a time. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's what I was going to say. I was going to be like, dude, if you had 60 pairs plus, I am going to lay into you for sure. Although, <laughs> I am just yeah. as obsessed a, a collector as you are. Uh, yeah. Not of sneakers, but of other stuff. So, I can't... I, it would be really hypocritical for me to get on your case about nah, it. you're good. Yeah. A few versions here and there, but I don't need every single version or right. colorway of one type of shoe. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You should. Do you have them displayed in your cat in your closet though, or like on somewhere? I mean, you might. Do you have them displayed out there so everyone can see? Oh yeah. Or do you have them, like, okay. Good. Nice. That's the way you gotta do it. <laughs> yes, that's right. I mean, you gotta treat yourself, man. That's awesome, man. Um, so we'll talk more about uh, Halloween after we get past Halloween because I was gonna bring up the fact that yeah. we we had this great idea last year of Michael Myers going to Mars. Um, the new right. Halloween movie did come out. He didn't go to Mars. They didn't listen to us, Trev. I don't know why. I know. And apparently, such a great movie apparently the movie sucks is what I've heard. So I mean, hey, it was yeah. a good idea. It, it wasn't great. Yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great, man. And I, I watched it because, listen, I, I love me some Halloween, but um, was not great. Not as good as our story idea. Take note, everybody. When Michael Myers goes to Mars, we, just, we will all win. We all win if so, Michael Myers goes to Mars. I'm just saying. Is it really <laughs> the end of Halloween, or is there going to be another one? Oh, oh you, you know that Halloween ends doesn't mean ends forever. <laughs> <laughs> We know that. Come on. There's been like 40 Halloween movies. 
How many times has Michael Myers died? Can we get, I, I mean, let's say, all get real. But I wasn't <laughs> sure because the way they, you know, promoted it was like, yo, this is the last one. But yeah, yeah. Well, mm, well, I'll tell right. you what. When you watch it, we'll 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 break down the end of it and we'll spoil it okay. for everybody on the show because done, because we, we can talk about it. But I, I, you know, honestly, it's just not gonna end. Come on, as long as they can make it buck, it's gonna he's gonna be back. And what I'm telling you, it's not gonna end until he goes to Mars anyway, because that's gonna be the that's gonna be the ultimate right there. He's gotta go to space. Every, every bad guy, every bad guy, every every uh, uh, bad guy from an '80s slasher film of any kind has to go to space. Just yep. take a word from Jason, man. <laughs> it makes everything better. All right, we got plenty to talk about today, including week seven takeaways, trades for CMC, James Robinson, Robert Quinn, QB controversy in New England, the Bucks and Packers circling the proverbial drain, the Commanders of a new old QB, and the Colts benching Matt Ryan. Fantasy football waiver pickups. Oh my God, how are we gonna fit this all in? In we the next 25 minutes. Holy crap. Mike, we, we better get start rolling here, man. All right, let's hit those trades. So the San Francisco 49ers sent a second, third, and fourth round pick in 2023 and a fifth round pick in 2024 to the Carolina Panthers for star running back Christian McCaffrey. It gives McCaffrey a chance to be on a winning team for the first time since his rookie season in 2017 when Carolina went 11-5 and five and returned to the Bay Area, where he starred in college at Stanford. Uh, McCaffrey did play this past weekend on a limited basis for the in the 49ers' blowout loss to the Chiefs, but he did look pretty good in limited action, averaging almost 10 yards per touch. That's vintage CMC right there. Uh, what do you think about this trade uh, here, uh, Trev, about CMC going to the 49ers? Well, it's quite simple. If he can remain healthy the rest of the year, it's a home run trade. If he can't, yeah. then you your head saying, why do we give up two, three, four for, for somebody who <laughs> – it's injury prone, has a bad injury yep. history. So that's, it's that simple. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think also that um, I, you know, they, they, there have been much to do about Jeff Wilson's demise. I don't think they're going to do that. I, I do think they're going to keep him out there in maybe like a 30-70 split to keep CMC healthy. Yeah. Uh, you know, it is a very, very, as we all know, 49ers run first team, run first offense. Uh, they don't do well if they have to throw the ball a lot. <laughs> we all know that. That's very true. <laughs> so so uh, if you want to keep McCaffrey and all this, all that they've uh, dumped into him healthy, uh, Jeff Wilson will remain out there. And I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing for both of them, honestly. Jeff Wilson, yeah. not a bad running back, honestly. So, yeah. Let's talk about James Robinson. This one was a little bit surprising to me, but I guess it's because of the fact that Brees Hall tore his ACL yeah. early in week seven after already – breaking off a huge 75-yard TD run, looking like he was going to blast off into the stratosphere, unfortunately now out for the year, hopefully mm-hmm. back near the beginning of next season for the Jets. They instead acquired James Robinson from the Jacksonville Jaguars in exchange for the higher of two six-round picks in 2023 that can escalate to a fifth-round pick if Robinson rushes for just 260 more yards this year. Sounds pretty reasonable, but what do you think about James Robinson going to the Jets? I love it. Uh, really sad to hear about Brees Hall. For one, he was a stud. Yeah. Um, he yeah, was in my yeah. fantasy squad and winning fantasy <laughs> in the league. But that is a bummer. But um, I think that James Robinson was an excellent pickup. I mean, I witnessed it week one against the Jaguars when the commanders played that James Robinson's uh, days were kind of numbered there. He yeah. only had, like, I think less than 10 carries there. And the carries he did have were productive, but they just went away from him and went to Etienne. So yeah, it seems yeah. like. Lawrence is more comfortable and have continuity with Etienne. So, you know, yeah. great trade for both sides. Get James Robinson where, where he can be utilized and not just ride the bench for no reason. Yeah, and honestly, the Jets need more running backs in order yep. to be – because they're winning in spite of Zach Wilson right now. Zach Wilson is 
an out-and-out out disaster. <laughs> he has completely deep-sixed the uh, value of any wide receiver uh, in, in New York uh, for the Jets. It's, it's all – it's basically defense, special teams, and whatever they can get going on the ground. So James Robinson, great pickup for them. I'm pretty sure it's going to escalate to a fifth. I can't imagine he doesn't get 260 more yards in the last 10 games of the season <laughs> or, or I guess nine games after the bye. So uh, that's almost for sure. I feel bad for Michael Carter, though. I think he's actually not bad, yeah. not a bad running back. But ultimately, I think this is best for both of them to keep them healthy. Um, we see what happens if you run these guys into the ground. So love that. Sorry for Brees Hall. That's a tough one. And sorry for your fantasy team, man. That's that's a tough break. He was just breaking out. I know, uh, bro. I'm so upset. He was just breaking out. Good. He was going to be top five for sure. Oh, my God. He looked so good in that first quarter. All right. Let's go to the last trade here. That's Robert Quinn. The Bears have traded star defensive end Robert Quinn to the Philadelphia Eagles. The Bears will receive a fourth-round pick for Quinn, and Chicago will end up picking up most of Quinn's remaining salary. What? Quinn is coming yeah. off his most productive season. He's actually set a franchise record of 18.5 sacks in 2021. He was named to the Pro Bowl and was all pro last season. Got a little bit of a slow start this season, but heck, it's Robert Quinn, man. And he's now with the Eagles. What do you think of this trade? I mean, what? The Eagles are undefeated. <laughs> what else do they need? What else do they need? They're undefeated. And also, yeah, did know. you have to go to Philly? I mean, just when we've run two games in the road in division, trying to make things a little interesting, the Eagles yeah. are like, no. That's cool because the Cowboys went out and got Jonathan Hankins. Yeah. So the Eagles were like, okay, I see that move, and I raise you with Robert Quinn. I mean, that's yeah. a huge move for the Eagles. Kind of it a head scratcher for the Bears. I mean, you it guys, like, uh, before we got on here, you said you guys just beat the Patriots baseball defense, and you yeah. traded away one of your last remaining best defenders you have on the squad. I right. mean, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And Roquan Smith was yeah, in tears. Exactly. When they asked exactly. him about this, um, yeah. He was in tears. He was crying. He was literally crying when he heard that Robert Quinn was traded. And I don't blame him because, quite frankly, they were basically the anchor of yeah. that defense. And they worked really well. They played off each other. They put, worked really well together. Uh, and, and, and like we were saying pre-show, you know, you come off this great momentum where you finally prove, you know, in, in quotes, that you can be a competitive football team. And then you blow it up <laughs> for a fourth rounder, and you yeah, do, and you even pay the man's salary. What are you doing? I mean, what are I you doing? I, anyway, whatever. It is what it is. It sucks for both of us, obviously, bringing them into the NFC East for those unstoppable Philadelphia Eagles right now, and of course for me, making Bears games even less fun to watch. <laughs> if it could even get less, it somehow they somehow found a way to make it less fun to watch Bears games. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Let's hit the bell on that topic. Yeah, let's do our, our read really quick because, quite frankly, Manscaped is back, right? They're supporting yeah. us. Uh, they are the best in the men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. As we always say, Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, including Trev and I, who got yeah. even newer gear from Manscaped now. That's pretty it's awesome. Cool. Yeah. And and also, and, they, and we got a nose trimmer too. I saw that. Yeah, I was like, cool. wow, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Need that. Check that out. That was like the best nose trimmer I've ever had. I mean, no no lie, man. And, and I guess the the uh, full 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 disclosure, I haven't had many nose trimmers, but this was probably the best one I've ever had, <laughs> no doubt about it. So, <laughs> exclusive offer for all you listeners out there: twenty percent off and free worldwide shipping with the code Garbage Time at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off. Unlock your confidence. Use the code garbage time, one word, at manscaped.com. 
and get the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, let's talk about this New England Patriots. The other side of that game, surprising game between the Bears and the Patriots, which I understand that most people were like, I'm not tuning in for this. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> but the Patriots, man, I don't know what's going on there. But um, Mac Jones comes off the ankle injury, starts, gets three series, gets pulled. Bailey Zappi goes in there, gets two deep touchdowns, and then fizzles out huge. So massive QB controversy now in New England. When they interviewed, when, they, when the press had a chance to talk to Bill Belichick in the morning after the game, they asked him, was Mac Jones injured so that he couldn't finish the game, or was he healthy enough to have finished the game? He said, and I quote, that's a hypothetical question, so I'm not going to answer that. I don't think he understands what hypothetical means, Trev. Because <laughs> whether he's healthy or not is not hypothetical. It is or it isn't. So I don't know. What do you think about this Bailey Zappi versus Mac Jones thing in New England? It's another head scratcher, just like yeah. all these other ones. Like I don't get it. Um, apparently, it came out saying that it was knowledge that they both would get playing time. I don't believe that at all. I mm-hmm. really believe Mac Jones was a starter and he didn't perform and just. Six, uh, what, three series, and they yeah. used them. That's kind of unbelievable. Either he's not fully healthy, or they just, I don't, I, I can't explain it. I really don't have an explanation. It just doesn't make any sense to me. So, totally agree. I I, they have a quarterback controversy up there, but I just, it don't doesn't make understand. any sense. Yeah. No. And the thing is, this is what I don't get. This is what I don't get. I mean, if you're going to say that he's injured and he couldn't finish the game, just say it. Why yes. don't you tell us that? I don't understand. I mean, yes. Mac Jones was drafted 15th overall in 2021. He was yes. hailed as the most intelligent quarterback in the 2021 draft class. He yes. mastered the Patriots offense as a rookie, beat out yes. Cam Newton for the starting job as a rookie, led the New England Patriots to a 10-7 and record and a playoff berth, and he was named to the Pro Bowl. He had an ankle injury, folks. Why would you just then toss him aside because Bailey Zappi – a rookie who you had no intention of ever starting had back-to-back blowout wins uh, in weeks five and six. I don't get it. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. And for Bill Belichick, I expect better uh, from him, honestly. Um, Well, it's kind of – I guess he really hasn't had to face this because he had Tom Brady for 20 years. So it's like – I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Back controversy. We're going to see how Bill Bill reacts to it, and he looks like he has no idea what he's doing. So I agree. Yeah, he, he certainly does not look like. He, I, I mean, this is, this is like a, this is not a decision that I would expect. I mean, I guess you're right. You're absolutely right, Trev. He's never been in a position, I think, where he's had absolute crap, uh, a crap shoot. I don't want to say crap, a crap shoot between quarterbacks. It was always pretty clear it's one guy or the other. When Tom Brady took over Drew Bledsoe. He wasn't awesome right away, but there was an injury there, so he had to play. And by the time he got to the end of that season, he was the man. And there was no looking back from that point forward. So there was never going to be a quarterback controversy from that point forward. You know, the funny thing is they interviewed both Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones. Bailey Zappi, they asked him about the plays are being called. He's like, I don't care. You you call a play, I do it, right? Okay, Mm -hmm. that's great. When Mac Jones was interviewed previously last year, they said, what happens when the plays are called? He's like, I want to understand why. I want to understand why the call is being played, why the, why the play is being called. Mm-hmm. I want to understand why we're doing it. I want to understand big picture what our goal is because he is a smart quarterback. He's thinking about game plan, right? He's thinking one step ahead. What what position are you putting me in and why? What are we trying to accomplish on second down, on third down, and the next series? Are we trying to flip the field? Are we just trying to pick up yards to kill clock? What are, what's our goal here? Because he wants to make sure he does the right thing. I I honestly think, and I'm no fan of Alabama. 
I honestly think that Mac Jones is the better quarterback, and they know it. Maybe they're yep. trying to light a fire under his ass, but I, this is weird. <laughs> Super so weird. weird. We're doing that for sure, yeah. But I agree with Super that. Super weird. It makes a whole bunch of sense, too. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and hit the uh, boxing bell on this one because I, I want to go and talk about these two teams that are just re- – another head-scratcher for me, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers. So let's start with the Buccaneers, who are now 3-4, and four, tied for first in NFC South because the rest of the NFC South doesn't want to win games either. It's Brady's first losing record through seven games since 2002, which was his first full season as an NFL starter and the only healthy season in which he missed the playoffs. Since 2002, the Bucks were held to three points in week seven at Carolina, only the fifth game of Brady's career in which the team scored three points or fewer. Two of those came in 20 seasons with New England. Two in 20 seasons with New England, three in Tampa Bay since 2020. I don't know what's going on here. Um, what do you think about these Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Are they just toast? Is Tom Brady toast? Is the, is Was Giselle his secret weapon? And now that they look like they might be splitting, he's losing his car, his, his juju? I, mean, I don't get what's going, on, what's going on here. Um, I think, first and foremost, I think the off-field distractions from when he retired and unretired to the whole Giselle and him having problems outside of football and in mm-hmm. personal life, real world, I think that's having a huge effect on the way he's playing right now. Yeah. Second, I think he's just old, and I think yeah. the, uh, the the team is old. Yeah, he wanted to run it back with everybody who won the Super Bowl and stuff on defense, but yep. they're getting older too, and teams have figured him out, and now they're they're unhealthy. His offensive line has had no continuity since week one. His receivers uh-huh. are all old and injury prone, and he hasn't had continuity in week one. I mean, he went and got Cole Beasley, and Cole Beasley retired a week later. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that. <laughs> Todd Bowles, Tom Brady won Todd Bowles, and apparently he's not the answer, which I didn't think he was the answer anyway, because if you remember him in, in New York as the right. Jets, he was not that good of a head coach. No. And no. then when, when they were winning Super Bowls in Tampa Bay, who was the defensive coordinator? Todd Bowles. Left, right. So I think that he's overstepped his boundary again, being a head coach, and just instead of just sticking to defensive coordinator, and it's just internally blowing up right now, so. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's still it's shocking, but I think you know there's two things here that are contributing to this, and I think it's offensive line and defensive line. I think the problem is that Brady is used to having time in the pocket. As he gets yep. older, time in the pocket is really important. And if you give him time, he will find his man. Right? We know that he's smart. He can figure it out. He can diagnose defenses. If he has no time, he has no mobility. I nope. saw several times there where pass rush got in on him, and he just went down. I mean, mm-hmm. he, sometimes it didn't barely get touched because I think he knows that that's injury city, right? He gets, yeah. he gets slammed by a linebacker coming full bore. He is, yeah. he's toast. He's um, absolute toast. And he's not coming back. I don't care what vegan meal he's having. It's not going to get him back on the field, man. He's just not on the defensive side, 173 yards to Deontay Ooh. Foreman and Chuba Hubbard. What the heck is that? I mean, they trade Christian McCaffrey and then they run, <laughs> run the damn ball down right. the throat. Like it's yep. just, I don't, I don't know. I, I just guess the deep. I mean, they're missing some pieces on the defensive side too because sure of injury. Are. But also, yep. just people have figured them out, and yep. I, I just don't, I don't know what it is. They still have time, but it's, it's something's definitely going on. They just they're running out of time. They are. Yeah. They are running out of time. And now they got Anton Winfield Jr. injured uh, with a concussion. Oh, oh. They got Baltimore Ravens coming up in the, in a couple days. They're, tomorrow. I, I, yeah. Oh, actually, right. So I'm sorry. Not a couple of days. Tomorrow. They're coming getting up yeah. tomorrow. I'm very interested 
to see what happens tomorrow. I, because quite frankly, the Ravens need this too. They've had they've yeah, had some. They have not been great. They have not been great, and they need this one because they they got a lot of competition in their division. Unlike the NFC South, they got a lot of competition in the division. So the Ravens really need this. The Buccaneers really need this. Something's got to give. I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow night. I think it'll be a fun one. Um, so let's turn to the Green Bay Packers. I love the fact that the Green Bay Packers are losing a lot, but let's talk about this. Three and four. Aaron Rodgers, first losing record through seven games in his career. Rodgers has never had a losing record through seven games in his career. He is averaging a career low passing yards per game of 228.1 and passing yards per attempt of 6.5, lowest in his career. It's the first time since 2006 that the Packers are at least two and a half games out of the NFC North standings um, of first place after week seven. Something is happening here. Green Bay is averaging 17 offensive points per game in 2022, um, the fewest through first seven games in Rodgers' career. They are obviously having problems. What do you think is wrong with the Green Bay Packers? I think the, the his receivers uh, and his offensive line, once again, he's had O-line issues too this whole season. David Bakhtiari yeah. is up and down, up and down, up yep. and down. Yep. Um, his receivers are young, uh, can be studs. They've shown flashes can be studs, but it just feels yeah. like they're not grasping what it takes to learn an NFL playbook. Yeah. Um, it also doesn't explain drop passes. And, I mean, it is what it is. Devontae Adams, he doesn't have a security yeah. player. I mean, That's it. I'm not saying that if they kept him, they would be world beaters, but he doesn't have his go-to person when he's in a bind. He needs to make a That's third right. down. They didn't convert any third downs against us on, on Sunday. That's which is amazing. Over That's six amazing. Over, something like that. And also Aaron I loved Rodgers. it when he comes to play in Washington, too. So that's another thing. Yeah. But he said himself that the commanders didn't do anything special or disguise-wise on defense. Nothing at all. He just – they just aren't he just good. Sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean – and it's some of it's him, too. Some of his throws are really bad. They're in the dirt. Yeah. They're overthrown. But also, he's not getting any help from his O-line or his receivers. And then right. it doesn't help when you get Randall Cobb, who's – no offense, but he's older. Now he's done for the year, probably. And then you have a Sammy Walker been injury prone since like his rookie year yeah, and then that really that, hasn't been that good yeah no then after that you have Romeo, Romeo Dobbs who's a rookie Christian Watson who's a rookie who's also hurt now and right. then that's it Robert Tunyon, and Alan Lazard who is not the guy Lazard, and he's, he's kind of banged up so like he just doesn't have the weapons that he's used to having and it's showing right now so yeah yeah you know that you know that uh Aaron Rodgers did not attempt a pass that traveled more than 10 years 10 yards in the air until the final two minutes of the first half that is yep. very unlike Aaron Rodgers. That means he yep. has zero confidence in yeah. any of his receivers. And when he actually yep. did try to go 10 yards, Sammy Watkins couldn't get there. <laughs> so he exactly. So he was like, so far that he wouldn't, yeah. they couldn't even call pass interference because of the fact that he couldn't even catch it. He was nowhere near the ball. <laughs> so um, it's, 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 really, it's really terrible. It's really terrible. And you're right, Devontae Adams is a big deal. But I, what I can't understand is why they aren't using A.J. Dillon more. I mean, yeah, what are they – I mean, he is all world, and you bring him to another team, he's going to be a starter. I mean, he's the RB1 in any other team. What are you doing? What are you doing oh. there, you know? And it I don't like get it. Not, it feels like they forgot how to use Aaron Jones. I mean, he yeah. scored on Sunday, but, like, on the play he scored on, that's how you should use Aaron Jones. But they don't – it's like they don't know how to figure out how to use them very well like they, like they normally have. So. 
Yep. Maybe it's yep. not the floor. Maybe maybe it's coaching. It's just the whole team aspect there. Something's going yeah, on. Yeah, there's something rotten in Green Bay, and I love it. But you know, hey, it, it is kind of a head scratcher. And, and and you know, they lost now to the New York Giants, New York Jets, and Washington Commanders. They're you know three teams that they were favored to beat. Now they get to play the Buffalo Bills at Orchard Park, New York. They are going to get slaughtered. Yes, <laughs> I, yes they I are. Kind of, I mean, the Bills <laughs> coming off a bye. I just I just don't see how they can even hang in this game. I I, I love, can't wait to see it, uh, but man, it's got to suck to be a Packers fan right now. Let's talk about the other side of that game though. Let's talk about those Commanders with Taylor Heineke. I mean, give me some thoughts on this. You think? I mean, at first I was going to text you midway through the game and say, uh uh-uh, uh, nope. <laughs> but you know what? He was a, he's a gamer. We said this before. He's a gamer. He he got out there and he put gave it his all and he did a great job into the end of the, in the end of the game. So what do you think about Taylor Heineke? Or is it Sam Howell time? Oh, no, it's not Sam Howell time. Okay. Uh, he has an arm. He has ability. But I don't know if he can, re- if he can read a defense just yet or if he knows the playbook just yet. It's mm-hmm. not time to play the Wolves. If we, if we don't win any more games by week 13 or 14, Sam Howell time. But not right now. Okay. Let's see wide open outside of Philly and somebody else. But anyways, Carl, yeah. Taylor Heineke, he did what he was supposed to do. Um, he came in, kept us in the game, and won the game for us. I'm not saying he's a world beater. I'm not saying he's better than Carson Wentz. But his advantage right now over Carson Wentz is he knows the offense. He's been here a couple of years. He's worked for under Scott Turner, even in Carolina and here. Um, and Scott Turner can game plan around his skill set better than he can with Carson. Carson's still brand new. It's his first year at the organization. Um, and I know we were one and four or one and five when he went down. Oh, sorry, mm-hmm. won that game of the year. Two and four when he went down, fractured finger. But right. I just think uh, if Carson comes, he when Carson comes back, uh, hopefully he picks it up and hopefully he'll grasp the offense a little bit better while he's um, rehabbing his injury. But no, it's not Taylor's team to take over. We aren't better with him. He's just been the system longer and play with the players that we have longer. So of course it's going to look better. And okay, all right. On it, but I yeah, still believe. Twenty-eight yeah, million dollars okay. on the bench rest of the year. We're not doing that. We're not wasting twenty-eight million dollars. Um, but you know who? You know somebody who is doing that. Who? It's the Colts. The Colts <laughs> are doing that. They are benching Matt Ryan, hey. who yes, does have a shoulder separation. But they, but they told him. <laughs> yeah, and they're starting some Sam Ellinger, right? Sam Ellinger is no yeah. great shakes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. So um, you know. Yeah. So it is what it is with the commanders, but now we're transitioning to the Colts. Yeah. That's, that's a shocker. Matt Ryan being benched, but then again, it's not, if you're, if you're, if you're doing it on performance, you bench him. I mean, yeah. he has one fourth quarter comeback, but he has what 18 interceptions, I think already or something like that. And yeah, it's, it's, it's not good. It's definitely not good. I mean, and so yeah, many yeah, yeah, 11, yeah. That's shocking. Actually 11 fumbles. He lost, I think only three of them, but 11 fumbles. That's a lot. That's a uh, lot. That's a lot. And, I mean, but they, they did give up. I mean, they gave up a third-round pick for him. You know, that's, that's well, not nothing. Well, but Frank Reich said this, and it kind of made me wonder. He was like, we did a bad – we did uh, we didn't do a good justice to Matt Ryan. We told him we'd have, like, the top-rushing game. We'd have one of the better lines in the game, and we haven't done that. Okay, well, why don't you fix that rather than bench him, and then yes. maybe be better. That's what, You ever think about that? Like, go get an offensive <laughs> lineman. Go get another running back to compliment Jonathan Taylor to get the pressure off of him, like, can you fix the problems you have rather than benching Matt Ryan as a result of the problems that you have? I don't know. Yeah. It's just weird to me. And you bypass Nick Foles and go straight right. to Sam. Like Nick's that makes no it. sense. 
I mean, like, I mean, and it's what's funny is that that Reich actually said in his interview, Sam Ellinger gives us that special sauce. What the yeah. f does that mean? Like, special sauce. Breakfast? Like, <laughs> what is this? Give, give me a break. <laughs> Why did you go get Matt Ryan? I mean, yeah, you know exactly. I mean? like, just. Whatever. You, know, you know what that means to me? That means he had nothing nice to say about him. Exactly. <laughs> if I ever get on this, this podcast with you, Trev, and I'm like, and yeah. it's my co-host, Trev, who has the special sauce, that means I have nothing good to say about you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll get like a two-minute bit, and that's it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so who knows? Well, that's wild to me. It is crazy. It is absolutely crazy. We'll see how that works out. I, I am interested to see how that – it's probably a downer for basically all pass receivers there. Um, I can see a lot of Jonathan Taylor. They should be giving Jonathan Taylor more, uh, more opportunity anyway. So yeah. um, we'll see what happens there. All right. Let's hit the bell on that one. One last, uh, co- one last thing, and then we got to let you go because we got to end this show here. But fantasy football, I'm going to give you a couple of these guys. You tell me if any of these guys pop out for you. Gus Edwards of the Baltimore Ravens, 42% owned. Isaiah Pacheco of the Kansas City Chiefs at 51% owned. Deontay mm-hmm. Foreman and Chuba Hubbard, both of the Carolina Panthers, 49 and 36%. Michael Carter at 65% of the Jets. And Kyron Williams of the Los Angeles Rams at 30%. Uh, he's coming back from injury. Cam Akers is done in Los Angeles. I don't know. Fifth-round rookie. Everyone's talking him up in the preseason. He's supposed to have a big role. I like picking him up in advance. What do you think about those guys? Uh, I like all of them. I don't know too much about Kyron Williams, like you just said, fifth round rookie. I haven't heard anything about yep. that. Love Pacheco yep. in Kansas City. Love that guy. Love that guy. He's so good. Gus yeah. Edwards, he's back. Scored touchdowns this weekend. He's going to have to help yep. Kenyon Drake and, and Lamar Jackson with the run game, so definitely pick him up. Um, uh, who else did you say? Uh, Deontay Foreman and Chubba yep. Hubbard and yep. uh, Michael Carter. I don't have a running game in Carolina anymore, so it's going to be those two, so you definitely want to pick them up if you're a Carolina fan or you need running back help. And yeah. Michael Carter. I'm a little bit I mean I'm not as big on him now that they're getting James Robinson, but right. I still think he's going to have a big role in that uh, offense cuz it's all they can do is run. Exactly. I I believe that too. So yeah, they're all good pickups. Who do, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, all right. we're on the same page. All right. Let's get the air horn on the show. Everybody, that's all the time we got. Trev, give us your social media so everyone can follow you. Twitter at @trevhttc uh, uh, Instagram, Trev underscore stores. I'm on Rep the District podcast, Full Press Commanders with George Carmi, and right here with yours yes. truly on Football Garbage Time. All righty. Yo, you can find me at on Twitter at FB Garbage Time and on Facebook at our Football Garbage Time page. And as usual, thank you for listening and wasting time with us. Until next time, enjoy your NFL week.